you can see the battle of Jesus with the Pharisees, who are supposed to be the people who enact the laws based on the interpretation from Scripture, and how they do that so religiously without connecting to the spirit of the world. They emphasize so much of the outward show and don't make effort to connect and understand what the spirit is communicating. There's one story of an abbot, I don't know why it's St. Benedict, but it's an abbot who was the head of the monastery who loved to keep cats. So every morning when he's going to pray morning prayer, his cat will always go with him. So the cat continued coming with him until at a point the cat began to distract him in the, in, in the, in the temple. So what he hand did was he would bring the cat and tie it to a stick outside. There's one small stick there. Every morning he would tie it. Everyone who tied, he did that for many years. Eventually, this abbot died, but the cat was still alive. So the other monks too. Anytime they want to pray, they will go and look for the cat and tie it there. Every time they want to pray, they will go and look for the cat and tie it there. And they didn't want to come and find out what is the reason why the man was tying the cat there. So it was a fellow abbot from another monastery who shares a lot with this abbot that has died that one day visited them and then they said it's time for prayer. And they are waiting to tie the cat before they start a prayer. So they were waiting. The cat, the cat was somewhere. They were looking for the cat. So the abbot said, are we not praying? This is a time for prayer. He says, we are looking for the cat of the abbot to tie it before we pray. And then he laughed. I said, I, I know my friend loved cats. And I was there the day the cat was giving trouble. He decided to be tying it. Is that what you should be determining what you are doing now? You can see, many times people do things without being conscious, you know. They don't even ask questions. And we have carried that into the, into the church activities. And if you understand the organic realm of the things of the spirit, there are certain things we do that are not supposed to be done. Let me show you for one, for instance, now. Once you have come into the blessed sacrament, first of the blessed sacrament, you are before Jesus. You are before God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, two of us. It's only when you are beginning Mass that you begin to make the sign of the cross again. Once you have entered and you have signed yourself, you have already connected. There is no of you repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. Why they make the sign of the cross and the beginning of the mass is because the mass is the highest of all prayers. It is an official manifestation of the Trinity to humanity. Once you are in the presence of the blessed sacrament, you are starting angelus. You don't make the sign of the cross again. Just go straight. You receive communion. You don't need to start making the sign of the cross over again. You have received the Trinity himself. You, when you finish prayer, you don't need to start saying uh, in the name of the Father again. All those repetitions are not necessary. Because you are in the presence of the Father already. What is the reason why they make the sign of the cross? It's not to invoke the Trinity. You don't know that. Even ourselves as priests, 
We will start mass in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some priests again, when they want to take the holy water, on the water, they bless. They want, they, they, there are some priests that make almost up to 10 or 15 signs of the cross during the mass. The last time we had liturgical class uh, in the Archdiocese here, they told us that this is an all, it's not, it's not, it's not that way. And some of them came in as a result of some priests who are very pious. They want to show how what they are doing is holy. So they start doing it and we started copying, copying. And then before you know it, it became... And nobody asked, ah, is that what is supposed to be done? You understand? If you are before the blessed sacrament, you don't fly. You know what we mean by flying now? We fly to the patronage. Uh-huh. Because you are with him there, right there. Why are you flying to? Mary is there too. The family is gathered already. You see, if you understand the Eucharist in its full sense, a lot of things will collapse once you enter, once you are coming to the presence. A lot will disappear. It's only when you now find yourself somewhere far, then you can now. That's what Jesus is saying. Uh-uh. The Pharisees are saying, you're not fasting. Why? You should, be, you should be fasting and praying. And Jesus said to them, can you make the wedding guests fast? Why? What? The bridegroom is with them. The consciousness of the presence of the bridegroom matters a lot. But for them, let us just fast. You are fasting to open yourself up to the Spirit of God to come, right? Now, Jesus, who is a God himself, he is with you. You don't even see him. You continue your religious activity. You are even losing. Are we together here? You are losing. Because you are not able to discern the presence. You are fasting so that you can encounter God and see him. Now he's before you, you don't see him. You continue your fasting. You continue your prayer. And it has come into many other things like that that we do. One saint said, do one healthy sign of the cross consciously is enough to keep you throughout the day. Because when you have invoked them, or if you like, if you have invoked God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, does it come? Now, when does he leave you? <laughs> or you chase him away? After some time again, you call him again. So, if we are conscious of what we are doing and we know the implication, then the multiplicity and the repetitions that we do will not be there. But gradually it has become like that monastery where they, every time they want to pray, tie, tie the cat. Oh, where is the cat? We have to look for the cat. It's like the cat was their intercessor or something like that. So we must grow. We must grow. When the priest has said, go in the peace of Christ, they have been told to go. What are you doing again? Peace has been bequeathed to you. Some will come and start using their head to push the altar. They want to push Jesus from the altar. Where, where are you hiding? Come out. Come out. What of the one you received? You've received him here already. The same Jesus that is there, you have received him. What other extra blessing do you need again? It's, lack, it's faithlessness. Oh. It's faithlessness. What you can do, maximum what you can do, you sit down and commune with Jesus who has come. You stay there with him. If you like to spend two hours, no three hours, no problem. But Jesus has come here. The Jesus in your heart in the living temple is more powerful than the Jesus in the, in the, in the, in the tabernacle. Do you 
you hear what I said just now? The Jesus in your temple, living temple, is more powerful than the Jesus in the what? In the tabernacle. He was not meant to be here. He is meant to be here. And once he comes here, he comes alive. Now I've entered my own temple, which I have built with my hands. His glory is made manifest. But still, that thing makes us feel that, oh, he is still there. And then all our attention is still there. So whatever we have received is not, not the reason to come. That's the kind of thing that Jesus is trying to fight today. The bridegroom is still with them. They will not fast. The consciousness of the bridegroom being with them is very important. And now and again, you see people, okay, ah, you're in the church. Don't make noise. Yes, don't make noise. Don't say silly things. Yes, yes. Now, you receive Jesus. You transfer him from there to here. Then once you go out, ah, <laughs> then you can make noise out there. Because the Jesus that is here doesn't hear noise. But the Jesus that is in the tabernacle hears noise. Can you, can you, can you see what is there? The same Jesus has entered, and now he has been glorified in your body. As you go out, you need to maintain some level of decorum. Conscious life. Conscious life. Very important. In the church, somebody did something to you. You didn't, you didn't react. But outside, you will react. You don't know you are a moving tabernacle. Are you aware of that? You are a moving tabernacle. I think this is in Christopher who, who said that after receiving communion, that angels are assigned with candle to follow you because you are like a priest carrying the blessed sacrament around. They follow you because Jesus is now in you. Do you know what it means? That you are carrying Jesus. The Alpha and the Omega. The angels go with you. They carry a candle and they go with you. You are a moving tabernacle. Always remind yourself. Always remind yourself. Dear child of God, a time will come in the future where we shall not have the tabernacle again. It will be script. If you are not, if you have not developed yourself to have known that you are moving tabernacle, you will suffer. By the way, after some time again, we will not even have enough communion every day again. I'm not prophesying, you know. I'm only trying to tell you what will happen. You will receive communion only once, sometime in one year or two years or three years. And what it means is that if you receive one, it should be enough to carry you along. So in the beginning of the church, you only permitted to go to confession once after baptism. Are you aware? In the early church. After, after baptism, they tell you, you have only one option to go to confession. If you sin, and exhaust that part, that confession. You won't go to confession again. So if you commit any sin, you know how to deal with yourself. Why would they do that? So that you learn to keep yourself and live consciously, and knowing that you have no option to say, "Okay, I can let me go and, and commit, and then come back, commit and come back." Now that they have made it every day, every day, someone sees that, uh, "Oh yeah, just anytime, 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 anytime." No. Learn to receive the communion and sustain it. At least be conscious. I have taught you in the past that every one hour, do a prayer. Oh, Jesus, in the living tabernacle, I adore you. I honor you. I know you are here. And I love you. Help me. Every one hour, do something to remind you. Oh, Jesus, living where? 
in the living tabernacle. This is the living tabernacle. Your body is a temple of, of the Lord. He lives there now. Worship him there. Adore him there. Relate with him there. Do you know what it means? It means you are carrying immortality. You are undiable. Death cannot sink you. You are, you are out of fish is flowing rivers of living water, not dead water. You saturate the environment with the atmosphere that you carry. You, carry. you see the monster who exposes it. You see how it is? It's displaying light. That's what you are, child of God. Why we are doing in the morning is to help us have a consciousness that as we receive him after mass, as we come back, we are now moving monsters everywhere we are going. We charge the environment. We charge our home. We come with the peace of Christ. We come with the love of God. We come with the grace of God. The word of God is what is pushing us. Everywhere you go, you shine. You are a light. So Jesus is questioning us today to learn to discern his presence. To discern his presence. Once you have entered, give yourself a conscious sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In the cross, you say what? Amen. Once you have sat down, you are conscious. You are in his presence. You don't need to invoke him again. Invoke him again is a sign that you are not connected yet. Something is wrong with your mind. And then when we now say, come to the mass, now we are now ascending into high mysteries and thrones and dominions. Another level, you need to also recognize another level of God. And that's why after that, the next one is, he blesses you, you go in his peace. Carrying bags of peace as are going. For some people are going, they will leave you to the church here. And see, you say, oh, trouble. Why is he following me? So we pray for discernment. We pray that our mind become conscious of the rich thing God has given to us. And as we live conscious Christian life with the mysteries of God in our hearts, blessings is ours. Peace will be ours. Joy of the Lord shall be our strength. And no weapon of fortune against us shall prosper. Because the presence will perpetually remain with us. And as long as that presence is there, we know that God is for us.